Warning, Serious Business is a podcast about Homestuck. Is that one of your alien folk stories? Although, isn't it one of our human folk stories now at this point? <laughs> I mean, by the numbers, still no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. By the numbers alive? Probably? Possibly. I feel like if I started going around to people at cons and being like, hi, do you know what Homestuck is? I would get beaten to death. <laughs> <laughs> you would also make uh, a lot of friends. But if people answer no, you can then introduce them to Homestuck. and uh, I wouldn't inflict that on someone else. Folktale. Are you? No. <laughs> now that we've invented uh, evangelism for Homestuck, I'm just imagining the like... Homestuck Jehovah's Witness. Jehomestuck Witness. Jehomestuck Witness. <laughs> Jehomestuck Witness. Sorry, Bastion, what were you saying? I was saying... Chick tracks for Homestuck. Chick tracks for Homestuck. I love that. <laughs> now, I do need an example of a Homestuck chick track because usually chick tracks were about like, don't do drugs or you'll go to hell. So, like, what mm-hmm. what is the Homestuck? What does a Homestuck chick track look like? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure and they hated him because he spoke the truth could be applied to many situations <laughs> in Homestuck. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Homestuck Chick Tracks, where it's just one book, and it's like the whole, like, who's this douchebag scroll? <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. stupid. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love you guys. This is amazing. Anyways, let's do the fucking episode. Hello. And welcome to Serious Business, a Homestuck book club. My name is Sam, and my pronouns are he and him. And if I think I could give one animal from fiction the powers of a first guardian, it would be Gompers the Goat from Gravity Falls. <laughs> Not much would change in Gravity Falls. Hello, my name is Samariel. Uh You can call me Sam, you can call me Ari. My pronouns are they, them. And if I had to give a, a fictional animal divine being-esque powers of a first guardian um okay i know technically zabumafu was a real animal but i'm specifically (laughs) talking about the puppet that was used in the tv show who took people on drug trip journeys in claymation land i want to give that creature first guardian (laughs) powers good yeah I am Bastion. My pronouns are he and they. Uh, and if I were to give an animal from fiction first guardian powers, it would be Martin from the Redwall series because absolutely nothing would change. What <laughs> <laughs> the rabbits from Redwall having first guardian powers, though? You make a good point. The moles, actually. I just want a I like. I don't know that I got to a Redwall book that had any moles. What if we give the Angry Birds from the Angry Birds game <laughs> <laughs> first guardian? Okay, okay. We're making strong points here. <laughs> Are we? Are we, though? We're uh, putting some bold ideas out there. That's for sure. Strong points in an idiot's war. <laughs> 
this week we read pages 4595 through 4666 of Andrew Hussey's Homestuck finishing the devil's number the fin- we got the devil's number the devil herself is revealed uh oh. <laughs> Betty Crocker is here uh and saying, this is finished act 6 act 2 of Homestuck how many because there's, I know there's there's sub-acts and there's sub-acts to sub-acts, yes? Mm-hmm. How far into Act 6 are we currently? Like, not even like a tenth, maybe? I don't know. You don't know? Okay, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. I would say we are maybe an eighth. Okay. That's more than I thought. Or we so. will be really, okay. You have Act 6, which is sort of like its own bit. And then you have Act 6, Act 6, which is like probably the length of Act 5, Act 2. Okay. Uh, because Act the sixth act of Act 6 has six sub-acts and Indeed, intermissions. To do the spooky devil's number. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so what we have here is like getting Jane into the game. Indeed. And then we have another intermission. Indeed. And then we have another act which focuses on getting the rest of the alpha kids into the game and meeting some and exploring some character dynamics and stuff. Sounds good. And then we have an intermission with some fun playable games that are going to be awful to do for this oh, podcast. Oh. Okay. Oh, for the podcast, sure. And then we have an act which is a single flash animation. Interesting. And then we have a intermission which is not the beta kids journey from one session to the other and then you have uh act six act five which has things such as the caucasian page and trickster mode and jane's horrible no good very bad day which Mm. is all in the lead up to uh the beta kids and trolls arriving in the alpha session is this whole thing not jane's very bad no good day i thought that was sort of the the whole thing well yeah it gets worse (laughs) i mean there are more it's not like the alpha kids are all happening on one day there is time that passes okay i mean we'll get to it you say that like it's a a given everything we have seen up to this point has been a day to be clear (laughs) the beta kids left on april 13th 2009 the journey takes three years that means they will arrive on april 13th 2012 it is currently november 11th 2011 so we need to get some time passage okay so we can get the kids there anyway (laughs) what'd you think of this section sam oh god that's right i forget i always forget that i have to do this um, you don't. It's, we've only it's our we've podcast. only been doing this for forty five episodes. Um, God, yeah. Th- I mean, this section. What even happened in this section? I'm trying to remember. Um, let's see. This section was Roxy doing shenanigans with ectobiology yeah. and encountering a whole bunch of exiles, uh, which was yeah. interesting. Raising a few questions about things. Um, and then it seemed like the rest of this section was mostly Dirk talking to the spooky evil brother of, uh, of Yu Yu, um, who's, you know, Billy the Puppet 
kind of bitch um <laughs> who who we'll we'll get into i have my theories about that character yeah um, i'm excited that's probably where we're going to spend most of our time this episode i, I would imagine so that is that is the i, I wouldn't say maybe the meatiest hook but it, it's it's metatextually the most fascinating. interesting metatextual yes. hook yes yeah yeah um, and then we see, oh God, I don't even remember everything that happened with that final flash animation. Um, Jane enters the game and we see the fucking batter witch and all this other shit. And like Roxy and, uh, bro have been living in, uh, fucking forgotten earth this entire time, which, you know, shifts every, you know, perspectives. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in general, I mean, this wasn't, I mean, it wasn't the most fascinating section that we've read so far. This wasn't the most factually gratifying section that we've read so far. It wasn't boring and it wasn't a slog. It was just, like, pretty... Short. Yeah, it was, it was short, quick. It was, like, here's some quick information that's delivered in a fascinating way. And I liked that. I thought that was, it was very good, get in, get out. Uh, as well as Roxy is... Oh, that's right. Roxy's now in a bad situation with the Pisces, which, you know, been there. Um, (laughs) 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 Sorry. I made myself laugh with my own joke. Um, It was good. It was a good joke. (laughs) It's a good joke. Um, So, yeah. No, this this was a very quick section. This was mostly, I feel like, it wasn't quite... Because we've gotten some sections that have been like, this is a section where all the loops get closed. And I feel like we're not quite there, but I feel like this was the section where a lot of loops got closer to being closed. Yeah. We're like, we're not quite there, but it's definitely been like, oh, here's here's more. It's Here like, you go. We don't know. We got these new trolls running around. We don't know their deal. Like We don't know their deal at all, but, you know, they sure be here, so... I was going to say, I do feel like a lot of your comments about like this section has to do with just how we cut it. And I'm looking back at the last section, like, is there another place we could have cut it? And it's like, we could have cut in between like Jake waking up and his conversations with Roxy and Jane, i.e. the most awful, Jane's, <laughs> yeah, but... Jane's awful murderous conversation, but that doesn't well, flow as well. So yeah, like... last, last section was the teen drama section. And now we're sort of back to one of the things that I mentioned last time was like, because we had 13-year-old kids, like, there wasn't a lot of that interpersonal drama of, you know, romance and, you know, the kind of thing that you would see in a CW show. It's not that right. kind of romantic, heightened, capital D drama. And I was really interested or slash curious slash worried about how going forward the the romantic drama versus the actual story that's being told would get balanced. And so if last section was... The romantic drama, capital D, you know, CW shenanigans. This is, hey, here's the story that <laughs> we've been promising you this yeah. entire time. So, you know, it's it's give and take. And, you know, this is the give. Mm-hmm. There you go. Those are my first impressions. Yeah. I've been drinking. Nice. Again, not water. <laughs> This section starts off with a short little interlude of uh, Jack Noir on Prospect with uh, yeah. Dream Jane. Um, She's not dead. Yep. He's about to kill her. And then the draconian dignitary uh, 
I almost said emails. Uh, <laughs> sends him a radio <laughs> message. <laughs> um, catching Jack up on like what Dirk did on Durst. And uh, he yeah, avoids yeah. making a rogue pun. Jack's like, all right, that's cool. I just got to kill this girl and I'll be right back to Durst. Uh, and then what happens is the White Queen clobbers him. Just bashes him across the face with her scepter. Yeah, with the like the White King's scepter. It's great. Which she is wielding, interestingly. Um, she also has a, a ring of orbs no fold on her finger. Good for her. Also, I feel like I should specify, he does make a rogue pun. Uh, but well, then... The other guy doesn't notice it. Yeah, so, no, the Draconian dignitary is like, all right, that other kid, she went, uh... And Jack's like, she went what, rogue? And and the Draconian dignitary goes, uh, AWOL. And like, like Jack seems almost disappointed that uh, he doesn't go for the pun. But also uh, there's business to do and there's a child to kill, so... Yeah. You know. I don't know. I don't think Jack cares much, but... I think DD is more stylish than going for puns. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Though if you think puns aren't stylish, you haven't read enough Shakespeare, my guy. And then Roxy emerges from fuck deep in Meow Cats. So true. Indeed. Just like I mean, the uh, Swiss hacker who leaked the no-fly list this week. <laughs> Holy fuck, Bingle! Roxy Lalonde <laughs> real! <laughs> Holy fucking Confirmed. Bingle! Homestuck real. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Roxy Lalonde would leak the no-fly list. Yeah, if it still existed when she was living. Fair. I mean, she would just give it to Jane to leak, and Jane would report her to the Jane cops. Jane would absolutely not leak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jane would. Because yeah. Jane Crocker is a narc. Fucking narc. Yeah, absolutely. This is why you don't trust your straight friends. <laughs> You can trust him with some things, but some stuff, that's just for us gals. Anyways, yeah, so Roxy appears to be in a very similar, if not the same lab that Rose was in when she goes into the the laboratory underneath uh, Jasper's mausoleum. Uh, it's got the, like, chessboard pattern shit and everything. Um, I'm trying to remember what Roxy even does in this section. Mostly, what Roxy's doing down here is she's sending dead jasper slash friglish back to slash bingle back to back to rose so that you know the 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 time loop can be completed or whatever the hell um and yeah so mostly a lot of this section is just sort of i feel like most of this section for roxy is establishing like oh look Here's all these parallels with shit that we saw with Rose previously, as well as Roxy does some ectobiology. Uh, she tries to make a clone of her mom, and all she gets is a scarf covered in mom slime because she can't make a clone of her mom because her mom is important to the story elsewhere, and therefore clone slime. So, yeah. Yeah, there's there's one difference, which is that where the a purifier in Rose's lab was like the past the purifier in this lab is pointed at Rose in the uh, B1 universe. Because she's got to get the cat back. Because she's got to get the cat back. And that's how she got the cat in the first place. It's mentioned Roxy transmaterialized Jasper with this same machine. 
Oh, okay. Because Jasper's disappeared one day. No, I thought I thought you were saying Roxy put like kitten Jasper's in the beginning of Rose's no, timeline, and I'm no. like, what the fuck? Okay, good. No. Follow with how Homestuck works. I don't maybe. need any more. I am my own grandpa. Okay. <laughs> There's enough of that in this fucking story. I don't want this. I don't need it. <laughs> One other note I have is that in the image, which is like the big zoom out of the whole chessboard of hubs, there is an arm up in the like uh, wiring in the ceiling. All right. And there are noises in the background of this lab that are there. Indeed, there are noises. Uh, another thing that I mean, we do learn the source of the noises as this goes on. Uh, yeah. But um, another thing that feels important to flag up, just because the story flags it up, mm-hmm. is um, Roxy puts the 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 clone goo of the rose clone into a bottle in her fetch modus. But like the. The story is like confused about it because she she wants to get clone uh, clone DNA stuff for this you know three generation Lalonde hangout that she has in in her mind and it says you stow the kid mom goo in one of your capture log bottles wait that was kind of a weird implementation of your modus you're not even sure what happened there oh well whatever you guess you can go just sort of pick it up. Ah, and then she d- she does she picks it up, like any ska fan would. That's <laughs> fuck off, Bastion. Sorry, it took me a second <laughs> to get that joke. This is one of those weird like the caps log modus exists in a metatextual space between. Okay, was that what the joke the was? That's sort okay. of I think what the so. joke is here. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure just because sometimes when this narrative flags shit up, it's actually important, right? And sometimes when it does, it's bullshit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Correct. Roxy wears the scarf, but she does not be the rider. She cannot, because in this universe, Maple Hoof is too small. Too yep. small. Too small. Maple Hoof is so little. You could put her in your pocket. And then she wouldn't get murdered by children. Or by a meteor. Or by a meteor. <laughs> uh, there's a cat funeral. There is indeed. And Godcat shows up for it. Yeah, God Carrot is here, and the narrative says uh, they gather around to bid farewell to their common ancestor. This is probably the closest he will ever come to receiving a proper funeral, which is which a is, lie. Yeah. Because we, we know that he will, in fact, get an actual funeral with uh, when he goes back to Rose's universe. Mm-hmm. To I was about to say mausoleum. the real world, and I was like, well, that's not quite true, but it's... Yeah. Easier than saying uh, the first universe that we encountered. Yeah. Then we get a flash animation that is basically everything we have seen with Jasper's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's, it stops very abruptly um, with, the, with the little bit saying, because it, it's, it's Jasper Sprite, because, you know, when I, when I say everything with Jasper's, it's from when Jasper's body is found to the funeral, to the stuff, to getting captured, or to getting put in the game in a term that I can't remember the word for. Um, Sprite. Yeah, getting stuck in that shit and then becoming Jasper Sprite and all of the shit that happens with Jasper Sprite along the way, ending with Jasper Sprite and all of these other creatures and characters that we've seen along the way, hanging out with God Tier John and Jade, 
uh, as they're traveling. And we get this little quip on the bottom that says, What do you think this is? Act 6, intermission 2? That'll be happening pretty soon, don't worry. And then the story just moves on. Because, you know, yep. it's not Homestuck if we're not lampshading. Yep. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. The music for The Flash uh, is Corral for Jaspers uh, from Homestuck Volume 3 and Homestuck Volume 1 through 4 by Michael Guy Bauman. Uh, it is music that has featured uh, in Homestuck before on page 938, uh, which was Rose. Fast forward to now. And then there are more clank noises behind Roxy. Real, real quick, what page was Rose fast forward to now? It was a similar thing where it was watching Jasper's in the viewport, I want to say. Okay. Because um, I remember well, hearing I did it before. check, and then I don't remember. Just if, if we're going to talk about motifs, we might as well talk about them all the way through. Yeah, it's, it's Rose from finding the body of Jasper's to cloning vodka mutini to the uh, coffin in the mausoleum. Friglish fast forward to Jasper's is essentially the same flash, but like sped up and then with all the Jasper's sprite stuff added at the end of it. Gotcha. And the music is like sped up as a way to like reflect that and be sort Fair of comedic. So the classic Homestuck continue the gag that we have previously discussed. Yeah. Do it again, but faster. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's the cycles. Indeed. So there Moving are more clank along. noises behind Roxy. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of exiles here and they've got crowbars and stuff. And apparently, apparently like this is a common occurrence. Like the way Roxy talks about this is like, mm-hmm. Oh man, here come these guys again. They're yeah. always down here hunting cats. Sure are a lot of them today. Uh, yeah. Meaning, like, this is happening every day, and the only thing that changes is the number. Yeah. This is also our first, like, major clue that Roxy and Dirk are living in the future because we've got uh, exiles and so far we've only seen exiles on earth in the future yes it is our first clue that something deeply weird is happening but like deeply weird things have been happening for a lot of this session indeed true like um (laughs) roxy tries to ask god cat for help god cat fucking dips yep god cat dips back to roxy's house uh, where the other connected fenestrated window is. And Roxy runs and jumps through the fenestrated window here in the lab. Godcat sends the linked one to Dirk, which unplugs it. And so Roxy sort of lands on a... Roxy hits the bottom is like how I phrased it. Yeah, Roxy is essentially trapped in the void and and this happens over a series of pages of like we see roxy jump in in the style that we've seen her she's doing the like her her pose as she's falling because she's done this many times this is her primary like means of transportation yeah and then as she is falling just the window disappears from underneath and she's just trapped in the void Uh, and then we get a really cool page where the like 
it fades to black. Basically, Roxy's face goes from like white based progressively to like a black base to show like how dark the space is. It's really mm-hmm. cool. And then the black, the next page after that is a black page that slowly fades into like deep dark colors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating and amazing, and I love it very much. Yeah, it's some nice low opacity brushes. Yeah, yeah. It and then we see a troll. It is. Um, Sorry, go a, ahead, Bastion. A, a palette uh, that we haven't really seen much uh, from the either of the kids session really at this point of those no. like dark colors, which look very much like the the troll session colors, which are sort of like yeah the darker colors. It's a good point. Um, but yeah, and then we see a troll. There's a dead troll here who is not Feferi. But is a Pisces. But is a Pisces. Uh, she's got the two by three dent. And yeah, an she, eyebrow piercing. and uh, Some braids, question some mark? Some braids, some bracelets. But yeah, she's got a, a double-sided tri- trident, this, this here Pisces, that they then use to try to strangle Roxy. Yeah. And we get the the only thing that really like comes from this character, presumably, is it says count some wool beasts, bitch. In Feferi's typing quirk. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's got the the trident and the parentheses to make the e's and the h's, and that's all we see. Then we cut back to Dirk, who now has a fenestrated window in his floor. And he's just like, oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Wonder what that's about. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, Sam, what do you think Dirk would think of Centaur World and the Nowhere King? <laughs> wow. Oh, you can't spring that on me. Um, yeah, what I, I just what do thought I think about Dirk it. Dirk would think of Centaur World. He okay. would love it. Let's be honest. Dirk would love Centaur World. Well, here's the thing. Very few centaurs in Centaur World are actually horses. Yeah, but the main character is a horse. I think I think Dirk would would absolutely enjoy the show, if only because of horse, whose name is horse, uh, and the shenanigans therein. The general um, is also a hot man. The general is also a hot man, and and even when you see uh, the uh, hmm spoilers. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um. There is, there's it's also not Homestuck spoilers. You can say it on this show. I know, but <laughs> yeah. people should go watch Centaur World. It's genuinely an amazing show. Even, like, the reindeer centaur is fucking hot. Some of these centaurs are just objectively, like, you made a hot person, and you knew what you were doing. Um, like, s- fucking uh, Splendid, absolutely, that's a bear. I don't care that he's a tiger centaur. That is a bear, and he's hot. So, like, I... Listen, I don't think absolutely I yes. <laughs> you you haven't met Splendib from Johnny T Times Be Best competition? No. Oh wow. Okay, you need to keep watching Centaur World. I don't think I have you met the, the Nightmare season. King. Okay, then yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't All right. Nowhere. Or is it Nightmare? Or oh the yeah, this man King. is absolutely a bear. Splendib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, this is a full tangent and a half sure is yes dirk would absolutely like love centaur world for sure for sure 
I, I feel like, here's the thing, I do feel like Centaur World is the natural progression from bronyism back to reality. Centaur World, as I've been describing it to folks, has been, like, it is a show that tricks you into thinking it's bubblegums and sunshine, but is genuinely actually about real dark shit. Um, right. And and so, like, I, I do think it is... It, Genuinely, it is sort of the natural progression from bronyism, you know, friendship is magic, everything is sunshine and rainbows, and the power of friendship can defeat everything, mixed with, actually, no, some problems are shitty and can't necessarily be fixed with a smile. Um, So, yeah, no, I I think Dirk would really like it. None of this is going in the episode. Anyways. (laughs) Want to bet? (laughs) You're the master of my fate, Sam. Drive I'm safely. I'm the puppet master. I am the true leader of the show. Uh... Dance, monkey dance. <laughs> Sam, we need to make a secret alliance to overthrow Sam. <laughs> we can do this. We can dethrone him. Dance, monkey dance, man. You never had a chance. <laughs> Speaking of homestuck, no one even knew. <laughs> anyways anyways Dirk messages Roxy to be like hey where'd this window show up from and she doesn't and respond she doesn't respond because she's lost in the ether the ether net um, and <laughs> then, <laughs> uh, that was so bad uh, that was pretty bad but also she's messaged by someone else honestly lost in the ethernet like is a like 90s sci-fi title oh absolutely for sure. oh for yeah. sure yeah or a covid title there you go anyway so uh, what was you you said about this guy before we started recording oh um well because i i had asked if you because i this is a different like symbol because the the way this character is represented is a u with a tilde through it yes. um which is a different symbol than we've seen for uu previously um, and so I asked like, Hey, did you need me to do an astrology with Ari? Because I didn't prepare anything. And you were like, no, this is still, uh, Euphiacus. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind." And then we, I don't know, spiraled in a conversation and just to like assure myself that I had assessed the correct situation. I believe the phrase I had said was, um, different head, same snake or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something along those lines. The fucking, I don't know, two-headed snake from fucking Dragon Prince. I don't know. But, yeah. Great. Yes. Uh, this is the symbol <laughs> that is in with the other astrology symbols in, like, your emoji keyboard. Oh, oh really? Is the U with the tilde. Is this? Or at least it is I... on my emoji keyboard. Let me look at my emoji keyboard. First. Everybody go to the emoji keyboards Emojis. right now. I wonder if I can put it in the episode title. Oh shit, you were totally right. There it is. Is that the symbol for uh Ophicus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well shit. I also got a swirly lollipop here that feels relevant. <laughs> yeah, so so this is uh this is the character Undying Umbridge. Also UU, but they're small U's. Yes. Instead of yeah, because with with the the first UU that we met 
with her she, and with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, her typing quirk was that she just typed normally, and then every time the letter U came up, it was a, it was a capital U. And he is the exact opposite. Everything he types is in all caps, except the letter U, which is lowercase. Mm-hmm. Yes. And where she cheers, he, he jeers. jeers. Indeed. Cute. Um, that being said, I don't know what, what is, what is tumut? It's a, I think it's supposed to be like a flipping off. Like, Supposedly. Yeah. Cause that shows up at the end of the thing where he's like, I think you failed at flipping me off. But even in the all caps, I have no idea yeah, what that's I supposed to look don't like. Know. I don't get it, but I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. He opens with the jigsaw question. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Would you like to play a game? Or he says, I want to play a game, which is, you know. That's true. Sorry. And and I doubt this is in the episode because I had this revelation before we properly started the episode. But I am embarrassed with my horror film cred to only just now realize that, of course, the fucking Striders would be into Billy the Puppet because his fucking name is Billy the Puppet. And... I'm I'm sorry. That's that's a failure on my part and I will do better in the future. I do need a uh notes app apology though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, motherfucker? I will give you one to publish when the episode goes out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So uh Dirk um, and this character have a conversation. Yeah. We have a car cat analog now. Yeah. Yeah, he f- still feels more threatening than Carcat oh, like super. reading him even when they have the same like type oh, of Oh yeah. Work. Like Carcat pretended to have a god complex. This motherfucker threatens to kill people and actually sounds like he might do it. Yeah, Carcat had like a god complex which was actually covering up his own insecurities. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, he pretended Carcat to had have a god, god complex. complex. This character has a like school shooter vibe. Yes. yes, very much so. This this guy is like you spent too much time on Twitter as a child and on like the wrong parts of Twitter. Yeah, um, which makes sense as Homestuck is a story about growing up chronically online. <laughs> um, what else can we say about this guy? Like, well, one of the the like one of the first things he says is like, cause cause Dirk he says like I want to play a game. Dirk says what game? And he says you know what game. The one where I say, I'm going to kill all of you someday, and there's nothing you can do about it. Just some more menacing shit like that. All just bundled up in the pretense of a lot of useless fucking puzzles. And, um, I mean, there's no actual puzzles, so not much of a game, my guy. Uh, But, like, yeah, no, this this character comes out swinging, going, yeah, Yeah. no, I'm I'm gonna kill you someday, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And Dirk is, like, what we got with, like, Dave in, you know, some of the stuff with uh, early Homestuck was he Mm -hmm. was like, oh, haha, this is funny. You guys are weird and crazy and whatnot. Dirk believes him. Like, Dirk is, is like, yeah, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, or, or at the very least, Dirk believes that he believes it. Like, Dirk is not in the position where, where Dave was like, haha. It's so funny that you're pretending to be an alien. Like Dirk is like, "No, yeah, you are an alien and this is a thing that you are you, this is knowledge that you possess and uh, I look forward to 
experiencing this should it come to pass like like dirk is very nonchalant about this whole conversation yeah um this character is pretty much the opposite of his sister oh super he doesn't care about causal spoilers uh he tells dirk to pick up lil cal because he saw it was gonna happen he's annoyed with the like fangirling she does of like here's this whole thing in order to play the game that we're going to play together. You got to read it and have this whole context. And it does read as very much like someone who is annoyed. Someone is trying to get them into Homestuck. Literally. Yes. This is what I wanted to talk (laughs) about is we've had a lot of characters who have been like vehicles for different like fan groups. Yes. And this character (laughs) is like the vehicle for the fan group of people who hate Homestuck. This this very much feels like, you know, obviously Hussey as an individual who saw the reaction to Homestuck cuz at this point Homestuck's been going for like a while, right? Yeah. Cuz we're yeah. we're in what? This is this is March of 2012. Yeah. So so people I imagine were already having a reaction to Homestuck, which, you know, Mm-hmm. Some portion of is going to be visceral. And so this very much feels like this was Hussey, like, making the character space for, here's the guy who hates Homestuck. He's right. in the story now because fuck you. Right. Well, and it's a it's a way for then the text to have a relationship with the people who hate it or specifically, like, people who are bad fans, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. Like, it is the fan that is like, uh, hurry up with all this bullshit and tell the part of Homestuck that I want to read. Right? right. Where it's like, why are we bothering with all of this dumb story shit? Like, what, or like, I don't like the decisions you're making and I don't care. Why are about... we bothering with all the alpha kids and their emotions? Yeah. Which, like, those are some criticisms we have made. Of like, Indeed. yeah, Homestuck needs an editor. Yeah. Well, one of the things that he primarily talks about is receiving walls of text and being annoyed at these walls and walls of different colored text and all color coded and formatted for me to read and everything. Walls and walls of candy ass, tutti frutti fucking shit loads of text of people babbling mostly. Uh, and yeah. we are. We are talking about migraine-inducing, diuretic, vertical suicide drops of ugly fucking words, impenetrably asinine rainbow freefalls of frivolous banter. And that's and, Homestuck. And yeah. that, in, that is, in fact, Homestuck. <laughs> oh, god damn it. There's our warning. Fuck! <laughs> god damn it! I mean, oh, that's easy to fuck. re-record. But we're already this far deep. <laughs> No, but like we can just record it. We at can the just end. do it again. Yeah. Lister, you won't tell on us, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, no. So yeah, this this character very clearly doesn't like Homestuck as it is so far. <clears throat> He's also um, the kind of gamer <clears throat> which uh, wants to get into the game and break the game, 
And yes, that's right. This is going to be a problem for their session because while she is willing to cooperate and Spurb is a cooperative game, he is not. And even the trolls who were pretty competitive there ended up cooperating at the end. Yeah, Dirk even because he he spent uh sorry uh UU spends a good chunk of time talking about like oh you know we're gonna get into this game and I'm gonna fucking kill everything and it's gonna be great and all this yeah. shit and you know even if whatever I'll still get the chance to kill you and Dirk says like yeah but like what if this game is actually a tool to help you improve as a person like what if this is what if the way to win this is to overcome your initial feelings and like improve yourself and and become better and uh, literally he goes no 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 fuck that shit and and it's just like well this is the thing too because like I've played cooperative games where one person decides to not be cooperative, right? Like the, um, Mm. I think this is probably a different kind of session. One where the players fight for supremacy rather than work together. I think Mm. that it must be that way because that is how I want it to be. Right? Like, yeah, I am going to force what I want on everyone else. What if the narrative changed for me because I'm a special little boy? Yeah. I have another idea. What if we didn't play D&D together anymore? Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if the game's rules bended to my will because I am special? Uh, they have a conversation about Juju's and Lil Cal. Yeah. Um, what's the thing he says? There's only one reason for Lil Cal to exist. It is to turn the life of everyone who occupies the same universe with it into a nightmare and dirk says is that one of your alien folk stories and you you says yes but it is also is true and you use like well you know his eyes look empty and dead so maybe uh there's something wrong with this one seems pretty weird yep uh oh they also have a bit where where you use like man your enemies found you and dirk's like i mean i'm pretty hiding pretty well on durst uh, and he's like, no, he's not, like, on, not Durs. on Durs. Here. On Earth. Yeah. They are coming for you, Barbara. Yeah. This is the... It's interesting, right, that like this character is introduced to us, the reader, talking to Dirk. Because, I mean, we will see his relationship with the rest of the Alpha Kids. But like Dirk is pretty much the only one that puts up with him at all. Oh, super. Partially, uh, one of the things like Dirk says is like because he genuinely cannot figure this person out. Like right. he he hasn't quite figured out their deal, their vibe yet, and so he's he's willing to like listen to this as like almost an experiment to like you know figure out what the shit this person is, what their deal is, what what they're like, what their shit's all about. Yeah. Um. Last thing. Parts of this conversation do the thing Homestuck does where, like, the grammar is the same as other parts of Homestuck. Yes. Um, this is the other thing that really got mm-hmm. flagged up for me in this conversation. Yeah, and, and Dirk points it out. One of the things he's, like, when he's complaining about, like, oh, man, you really got me talking. He's like, I should have just said, bro, roof now, bring Juju, and that's it. Yeah, that would have been good, cold, fucking blooded to the point. Damn it. And Dirk goes... That actually sounds familiar, too. Are you sure you haven't said something like that before? Which is, like, 
Homestuck is being self-aware. Oh, super. Like either this character has read Homestuck and is aping the style intentionally or Hussey is like making this character say things that have shown up in Homestuck to the annoyance of this character, mm-hmm. sort of that like author bad fan antagonism going back and forth. Yeah, because we get actually quite a lot of it. We get like, it's not that I don't mind. It's that I fail spectacularly to give a shit. It is, there is such a big difference. And the fact that I might not clue you into your fate all the time due to my aggravated apathy over the matter is an immutable fact I am stating for the record. It does not mean that giving a shit giving is what is taking place here. Yeah. yeah. This is Yeah, this is another instance of Homestuck doing a thing to reference Homestuck, which on one hand feels significant, but on the other hand isn't. Yeah, well, it's also a thing that happens when that happens in Homestuck. It is like a most like the first few times it was like a meaningful thing becoming a stock reaction Mm -hmm. image and therefore less powerful and a joke. Right. Like, yeah. I also feel like before we move on too fast from this conversation, I I just feel like it's necessary to flag up the use of the word juju just because that is a term that I feel I I've, I haven't done a ton of research on it myself. I'm currently just looking at the Wikipedia page, but it is such a blasé term that has been used against so many different societies and their like religious beliefs. Right. That that it, it yeah, cuz technically the term itself is French uh, meaning plaything, which already is belittling to the multiple religions that are listed underneath this term. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the definition as listed by Wikipedia is a spiritual belief system incorporating objects such as amulets and spells used in religious practices, specifically in West Africa, by the people of Nigeria, Benin, Togo, Ghana, Congo, and Cameroon. It essentially means spooky African object. Yep. Which is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just, just this, I mean, the term itself. But, like, also, like, this in context of some of the stuff we talked about last time with, like, some folks viewing the Striders as black uh of you know uh, the 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 a-racialness right. of homestuck which is is oh, i don't know yeah. this is where it gets a little scummy and i'm like meh no you are correct that juju is a important term to flag up in homestuck yeah it's just more pejorative than i would like yes mm-hmm. agreed so that's all we'll talk more about juju's later Oh boy. Unavoidably. Uh, we go back to Roxy, who is fighting for her life. In the land of the dead. Or at least she's fighting a ghost. Ghost punch. She punches the ghost. She jumps <laughs> uh, back up through the first window. Yeah. Fighting for her life in the land of the dead is a concept album I would listen to. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. She does a ghost punch and absconds. Indeed. But then she's surrounded by exiles again. No. Back in the same situation she just tried to escape. Everybody out of the goddamn way. You got a lab full of cats, a skirt full of scamper, and a head full of vodka. 
which is another thing of Homestuck referencing itself. Yeah, I think that was the intermission with the half yeah, full yeah, of yeah. bomb. Yep. Half full mm-hmm. of bomb, handful, handful of, penis. of penis. Yeah. And a head full of empty. <laughs> well, cause cause this was this was what we flagged up as the best line in all of Homestuck. That's true. It's true. Page twelve fifty eight. Yeah. The best line in Homestuck. She is like Yeah. Honestly, if you want to stop after twelve fifty eight, um, it's too late for that this is episode 44 we are more than double the uh, page number there rip you've missed your one exit on this train ride and we're going (laughs) all the way to the end baby Uh, we're going all the way to an end anyway we are going all the way to the end of Homestuck I'm gonna need more gin Before we get to the end of Homestuck, yeah. <laughs> so Roxy runs away. Into a familiar looking uh, space. Elevator slash cylindrical chamber. Yeah, Panic it looks room. like the uh, ladder shaft, like the one from WV's Can Meteor yes, Station. Yes, very much so. And so she she hides from them, just chilling. Yep. And then we see uh, Robo Bunny, uh, Lil Sebastian. Lil Sebastian. That's I was like Ron Swanson. No, it's a different Parks and Rec joke. It's Lil Sebastian uh, looking through a telescope, seeing a meteor coming close. And this is when we we yeah we we have swap back to Jane and or Jane what is we looking... assume to be a meteor. Oh, that's right. It because it, it turns out to be her imperious condescension. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jane is looking at a punch card, and she's like, well, time to do the thing. And that's when we get another Flash animation. Page 4665, S. Jane, enter. Um, You guys, you know, I thought I was done complaining about the uh, quality of Viz Media's Flash animations, but this only goes (laughs) up to 360p, and that's frankly unreasonable. Lame. Uh, this, This Flash is not not a lot happens but a significant amount does the song here at the beginning is another jungle by michael guy bowman from homestuck volume 9 i mean yeah jane starts to get ready to enter the game she's doing all the stuff what happens here is homestuck act one well there's yes, some differences but wrong yeah because also... she oh go ahead Homestuck Act 1, also the beatdown flashes, also S. Jade enter, and... Yeah, also S. Enter, with the multiple things going on. Uh-huh. Uh, and then a whole bunch of other stuff. But anyway. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like the important things that, like, I flagged up and noticed was, like, um, I guess it's Lil Sebastian, because Lil Sebastian is being the server player. Or, I don't know. Whoever the AR, the autoresponder. A, yeah, AR. Um, tries to put uh, stuffed Grandpa John yep. into the Colonel Sprite, but uh, Godcat fucking sends him into space. Yes. Um, that feels that feels important to flag up. Because the big no-no from when John was like, hey, what if we just didn't put anything in here and it wouldn't power up our enemies at all? And Rose was like, no, 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 no. That's the worst thing you can do is not put anything in it. Hmm. Yes. So nothing's in there yet. But also, it is what happened with S. Jade Enter when yes. uh, Beck got... Was that 
Was Beck being mind controlled? Beck teleported the blue girl into space when Friska put John to sleep. Hmm. There's uh, also uh-huh. like something climbing up the stairs, I think, towards Jake. And what? it it I mean, I there's there's I, so I, Dirk is climbing the stairs to the top of the building. Like yeah, that's Dave not is. what I'm. That is not, not what I'm what talking, talking about. about. There's there's like uh it looks like a hoof maybe question mark. Um, I don't have a timestamp. I can't give it to you. But there is something with a single appendage that is ascending a staircase, presumably. No, okay, so that one step up the stairs, that's Dirk's foot going oh, that's, up one step at Dirk's a time. That's Dirk's foot? Yeah. Oh, okay. That does not look like a foot. Well, it's in a shoe. <laughs> I, well, even then, I fully was like, what the fuck is that creature that is ascending towards <laughs> one of these children? Okay, well, never mind then. Uh, it's all multi-screened, like when uh, Rose was entering and Dave was drawing the Sweet Burn Hella Jeff webcomic. Mm-hmm. Jake is headed down the elevator to where we know the Lotus time capsule should be. Yeah. Dirk is having the beatdown reference. Um, but interestingly, Roxy's reference is the exile. Yes. Uh, callback. The the WV ascends callback. Mm-hmm. There's no apple on the tree that shows there up is, for yeah, Jane there to is, bite. There is no apple on Jane's tree. And instead of just sort of vanishing, her house appears to, like, sink into, presumably into the game, question mark. Yeah. It's kind of unclear. I think it's, like, a weird sort of, like, glowy teleport sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, But as it does that, we see that the meteor here is not, in fact, a meteor. And the music changes to A Taste for Adventure by Seth Peel, also from Homestuck Volume 9. And it becomes much more like orchestral and powerful and much less goofy and like hectic. Indeed. And the condense has arrived. Yeah. This is where we sort of see that Roxy and Dirk are in the future. We see like... Because she, she shows up on her big ship, and then, mm-hmm. like, we see just sort of a progression of time. Yeah. Both in, uh, like, Dirk's area, and, like, everybody's sort of yeah. home living areas, and just showing how, you know, society has kind of fallen apart. Yeah, we get text in English which reads, years in the future, and then we get Alternian text that reads, but not many. But not many, yeah. We get a shot of eventually i believe like i believe it's dirk's house like on stilts in the middle of nowhere yeah and that i think if you remember back to episode zero yeah when i was like oh yeah and i think he lives on a house on stilts i'm pretty sure this is the image i'm referencing nice Mm -hmm. i don't know how i saw it fully out of context but yeah it's this i mean yeah you were close. You just had the wrong guy with glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. We see that the Earth has flooded in the future. Thus, yes. the term antediluvian makes sense. Mm. Dirk and Roxy live in a different time zone from Jane and Jake because they're in the future. In the future, yeah. 
I will say also, this is a confusing flash. I did not get this on my first read, and it took it, until yes. Rose's exposition of this flash in the next section that I understood what was happening. So if you don't get it, that's okay. We're about to get an explanation next time. Indeed. Yeah, so Dirk is about to fight the fucking drones like we saw was going to happen. Yep. Uh, Roxy is climbing out of her fucking shaft. turret pod shaft yeah. thing. Uh, we and did also, in Act 6, Act 1, when we saw that image of Dirk on his roof and there was like a star that was like a twinkling thing in the distance and you're like, oh, that's a meteor. Wasn't a meteor. Oh. It was these robot drones yeah. coming to f- get him. Coming to kick that his ass. That is no enough. moon. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. But yeah. And then we get uh, a bunch of fucking propaganda, mind-blending shit of like, ah, oh, obey, submit to the culling, all this shit. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, because he's here for some reason. And then, uh, yeah, then it ends on the the big fork. And then the curtains draw. Yeah, and the Roxy's, act ends. Roxy's house is in like a in another chessboard. Yeah, it's in like a development of like factories and something and yeah, it's a chessboard. And we see drones are also headed for Roxy. Well, just just to dwell on that for like a second more, just because yeah. like because that house was like, you know, it was, you know, a, a recreation of what is it? Falling, falling water, water by... yeah. yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. pseudo falling it's, water. It's this big, fancy, rich person house that suddenly is not special in any way, shape, or form. And it's just That's a part true. of the amalgamation that now surrounds it. It's like, you know, I don't know. It feels like it feels like one of those, like, even rich people uh, succumb to... The apocalypse. The apocalypse. <laughs> Merry Christmas, bitch. We can also see that at Jake's Island in the future, it looks like uh, Glib Golub has taken over and the volcano and frog temple are still here. I think there's one more thing I have. Let me finish watching this flash. Oh, just one more thing. Just one more thing. Just one <laughs> more thing. Just a moment of your time. In the final frame, uh, when we're getting like all the propaganda stuff flashing together, there's a very like Bill Cipher wheel, like blink and you'll miss it, like Gravity Falls intro thing, where we can see that teen troll that was choking out Roxy here with all the like Condis imagery. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because we, we do see uh, her Imperious Condescension. She gets like a whole strutting toward the camera. Yeah. With her fucking thigh with gap her sexy and all that fish jazz. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Roll my eyes. And uh, that's the end of this section. It is indeed. So yeah, interesting, interesting spot to leave off on. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what's to come necessarily. Hopefully, I mean, obviously, now the rest of the kids are gonna get into the game. It's it's interesting because the reason we rebooted the universe was to give us a better chance at like succeeding in the game, mm-hmm. but in this universe. We have a major antagonist who is very aware of the functions of the game and is actively making things harder 
So it'll it'll be interesting to see how that kind of shakes out with everything else. Obviously, she's yeah. not you know an omnipotent god dog with a sword. Well, she's also but... not. She's maybe the first antagonist to not be put on that meta level with Doc Scratch and uh, to a lesser extent Jack. Yeah, she's she's not a like spooky behind the the right. curtain. Like she's like, no, I'm here and I'm also on Durst and I will kill you. <laughs> Well, it was the so. big rebranding day. She had to make a grand yeah. entrance. Indeed. It's it's uh, less uh, mansplain, manipulate male wife, and more uh, gatekeep girl boss. Uh, oh, this is as- absolutely gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. I feel like Betty Crocker is the quintessential gaslight gatekeep girl girl. Fuck. Garot? Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. You heard gaslight me. Gaslight gatekeep garot. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Nope, you're right. Anyways, yes, no, for Guess sure. Like gatekeep girl Ross from Friends. <laughs> no! Gross. No! Fuck off. Absolutely not. Uh, next time we read pages 4,667 through 4727 for February 14th, Valentine's Ooh. Day. Valentine's Day. Ooh. You guys are my Valentine's. Aww. Um, I don't remember what happens next time. Cool. Stuff, things, an intermission. Oh, we get car cat. We get a good car cat exposition rant memo. Good. We get a car cat memo. Of course we do. It wouldn't be homestuck without it. Oh, we do, in fact, get the penis Ouija that the next uh, act. Yes, I, I is named saw for. that the the production document for the next episode was named Penis Ouija. That's the name of the intermission. Is Penis I Ouija? I did. I did not know what to do with that. I simply saw that it was entitled Penis Ouija, and I did not know what to do with it. Yep. We'll get to it. Also, did you think trashy romance novels should exist on Alternia where they have four different types of romance? Good. I mean, we'll get uh, to that next time, too. I was gonna, I was going to say everyone deserves trashy romance novels. Is that not what Mind, Mind Fang's diary was? Yeah, that I'm pretty sure that's what did that we, was all about. Did we not talk about this already? Mind Fang's novel was a little more in the vein of critically acclaimed novel Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter <laughs> in that it was a biography. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> An embellished biography, but Next a biography thing you know, they're going to replace the bu- Holy Bible with... Shut, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's called Unholy Night. And Unholy I Night, thank t- you very I much. I don't want to talk Violent about Violent Night it. is also good as a replacement Violent for Silent Night. Violent Night is also good. Listen, I liked Violent Night. That was a good movie. Right. Uh, you can find us on social media. We are on Tumblr at Serious Business Pod. We are on Twitter at Serious Bus Pod. You can find Ari on TikTok at Ghost in the Bathroom. Uh, you should listen to Death by Dying and uh, look up Oops. the Frankenfiles on YouTube. We've Promote never plugged Death shit. by Dying before. You have not. You had a bit you know part what? in it, right? Uh, in the next episode, whenever that should come out. Oh, I thought I it was episode two. No, I'm in episode three, which is oh. like the next episode to drop. I don't know when that will be, but eventually uh, you will hear my sweet dulcet tones. But if you want to hear my sweet dulcet tones, 
and also maybe see my face, uh, you should check out the Frankenfiles. Um, we just had our big 100 subscriber live stream, which was really fun, where we played a choose-your-own-adventure Frankenstein book that went in directions that none of us were prepared for. I was only there at the very beginning because I was taking a break from editing this show to <laughs> yeah. watch. You you chimed in. You said Catboy approved, and then, and then you dipped I left. out. Yep. And you know what? That was enough. Th- that does get flagged up excited. in the video. You were like, there's a cat boy. And then you're like, oh, I know that cat boy. <laughs> well, well, Kel was like, oh, we got a cat boy in the stream. Yeah. And I was like, we got a cat boy in the stream? And then I was like, oh, I know that cat boy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Are there any cat boys in the house? <laughs> yeah. We got a cheers in the chat for the cat boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hell yeah. Go team. Listener. Hit next. 